Yo, 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 it's your boy DKB back with another episode of the Midnight Truth with DKB Podcast. Tonight's episode, I'm going to be talking about depression, why I have depression and where it came from, how I deal with depression, and some tips on how to deal with it as well. Um, Mind you, I will tell you that listener discretion is advised because of the simple fact I am going to give it to you real, I am going to give it to you raw, I don't know how to give it to you any other way. First and foremost, I've had depression for about... 12 years now, almost 12 years, I should say, Um, and I say that because of the simple fact I wasn't born with depression at all. This was actually coming from a traumatic experience or a tragedy that has happened in my lifetime when I was younger, and I'm going to tell you all about it. Bear with me. I hope I don't get too emotional because of the simple fact that this is a very deep and true story and I haven't told this story a lot, I should say. I have told this story, but I have not told this story a lot. So please bear with me. I'll try not to get emotional as I'm telling you this story, but I will say that it is a very deep story and very sad. So bear with me. Alright, so around March 21st, 2009 was the darkest day ever in my life, no matter what I will be going through, no matter what I have gone through. March 21st, 2009 is probably the darkest day in my life. March 21st, 2009 is the day that I lost one of my siblings, one of my older brothers. My brother was very young at the time. He was maybe 36, I believe him to be. Mind you, he wasn't the healthiest person at 36. He had a lot of health complications, strokes, heart attacks. He was on dialysis, had kidney failure, all kind of crazy stuff. He was paralyzed, I believe on his left side. I can't remember what side it was because I really didn't pay attention to that, but the story goes a little something like this. So, March 21st, 2009 was a typical day. Um, Mind you, I am the only kid that lives in my household with my parents. My father has five children. My mother has only me. So, my siblings didn't really live with me. They lived out of town or live out of town from where I grew up. 
and my brother that died, who also has another brother from the same mom, they lived about 25 to 45 minutes, depending on where you're at, from me. So we were close, but we weren't really that close. I have a sister in Mississippi, and I have a brother in Alabama. Now, my brother had all these complications, just to give you a backstory. He had all these complications. I really feel like he didn't really take care of himself like he should have. But my brother was one of the smartest people I've ever known. He fixed computers. He was pretty much a tech whiz kid. And he can do anything with computers, fix them, break them down, get into the system, all kind of crazy jazz. But one thing that seemed to always fail him was his health. Which brings me to March 21st, 2009. March 21st, 2009, I was probably in the 10th grade. I was a sophomore at the time. And prior to this day, this same brother that passed away had saw me maybe the weekend before this happened. Um, mind you, he wasn't really walking great. He wasn't really healthy like I'm healthy or you're healthy. But he was healthy enough to where he could drive, he can walk, he can talk. Um, pretty much all the normal stuff we can do with his complications as far as paralysis and all the other things that were going on. Mind you, this man was 36 years old, people. So the weekend before, my brother had came up to see me with my two nephews. One of my nephew's girlfriends or baby mama is his wife now, but and their child. So it's my brother, my nephew, my nephew, my nephew's wife, now, girlfriend at the time, and my niece, great niece to be exact. They came to visit us, and my brother was as normal can, as can be. He was talking, walking, no signs of he was going through anything, no signs of complications of anything everything seemed to be normal i want to say that the day that he died was thursday so i was at school when this happened let me break down to you my day at school just so you can get a feel of how long i was at school i was at school for eight hours right mind you did not know anything that was going on outside of school so i had seven periods and my last period was P.E. Mind you, that was one of my favorite class for the simple fact I knew everybody in that class. Everybody knew everybody in that class. We were all comfortable. So it was pretty much a fun gym P.E. class. On this day, something was off. Not all day, but towards the end when I was in P.E., I felt something was off. I don't know what was off, but I felt something was off. You know how you get that weird feeling where you think something is going on, but you really don't pay it any attention, uh, a.k.a. your gut instinct. My gut was telling me something was going on, but I really didn't know what in the world was going on. So after gym class, come to find out, I get dressed, I rush to my locker because 
my dad is usually the one who picked me up from school. And I say that because he is retired. He always took the time to pick me up and take me home, which I gladly appreciated because walking, yes, I could have walked, but it was a very long walk from where my school is and where I grew up in my household. So it was really a long walk, if you think about it. But this particular day, my dad wasn't there. It was my mother. Now, what told me something was off was school started at 7 o'clock in the morning. 7.35 to be exact. In the morning. School let out at 2.30 p.m. in the afternoon. My mother went to work on first shift, which is 7 to 3 o'clock. 7 in the morning to 3 p.m. Now, this was odd that my mom was there to pick me up because by the time I'm out of school, my mother is just now getting off of work. So I was kind of confused as to why in the world my mother instead of my father would be coming to pick me up. So I get outside and I see my mom and I'm, I got this puzzled look on my face and she just looks sad off in the distance mind you i can't see very far away so i really couldn't see her facial expression but i just saw the a sense of sadness at that time as i get closer i see that she has the saddest look i've ever seen my mother have on her face not crying but just this sad emotional look on her face now, let me pause the right there and tell you that even though something was off, I had a great day that day. I remember we played dodgeball that day in, in PE, so it was a pretty fun day. I was pretty relaxed, didn't really have any stress. Even if I had homework or not, I wasn't tripping about anything. It was just a nice, normal day. So back to the story, I get to the car. I get in the car, and the first thing I ask my mother is, what are you doing here? Shouldn't you be at work? It's really not normal for you to be here, and it's 2.30 something. My mother looks at me, and she says, your brother died. I'll get to the emotions in a second, but I want to tell you the dynamic of me being the only child in the house with four siblings who aren't close to you, but they're close to you, and they don't live with you. As I said earlier, I have a brother in Alabama. Now, we're closer than we've ever been, and I really appreciate that now more than I ever have because of the simple fact I'm in Illinois, he's in Alabama, same as my sister. We're closer than we've ever been now, and I really appreciate that because I wasn't really close to any of my siblings. For just some effect, they never lived with me, so I really didn't talk to them much. I know I should have talked to them more on the phone, but we all got lives and things happen, you know, so whatever the case may be. Um, my brother who died and his brother from a different mother. These are my half-brothers and sisters, so they had a different mother. I have the brother who died and my other brother, who's deaf, so I really don't get to see him much. Um, they live 25 to 40 minutes away from me, like I said. Now, my brother was probably the closest sibling, and I'm talking about the one who died. He was probably the closest sibling as far as relationship, as far as 
talking as far as anything else to me more so than my sibling in Mississippi and my sibling in Alabama. Now, he was so close to me. In fact, there were a lot of things that he inspired me or taught me to do or knowledge I gained from him that I use today. That's how close we were. So when he died, now I'm getting back into the emotional part. I felt like my heart was ripped out and I've never felt a pain such as this. Mind you, I've lost people beforehand, but losing my brother and it being my first sibling loss, it, it really took a toll on me and I'll get into that later. Um, My mother told me that he died and I got really, really quiet. I just looked out the window of the car as we're driving home. And I believe for three days, two, three days, I was not talking to anybody. I shut completely down. I did go to school the next day, but I was, I was elsewhere. I went to school because I know my brother would have wanted me. And Fast forward to his air quote funeral, and I got air quotes because it wasn't necessarily a funeral, it was more of a send-off. reason why I say it was more of a send-off is because his mother shipped him to a place where I have no idea where his body lays. I have no idea where his headstone is. Um, so that really took a toll on me. I really would love to have gone to see my brother every day and talk to him, even if he isn't here anymore, physically. Um, so as life progressed, I noticed over time that I was becoming depressed. I really didn't find out I had depression until I got to college. Now, let me give you some background into that. I went to Arkansas State University. It's located in Jonesboro, Arkansas. It's about two hours away from Little Rock, Arkansas. Five hours from Fayetteville, Arkansas, I believe. The University of Arkansas. Now, I chose Arkansas State for the simple fact that my mother told me that I have family in Arkansas. If I go elsewhere where there's no family, nobody that I know, I won't be comfortable. I honestly disagreed with that but at the same time to satisfy my mother which later on I found out something I, I shouldn't have done. The reason why I say that because they don't know this but I really felt pressured to just do right by them because I loved them so much you know. I mean there's nothing wrong with that. I did feel highly pressured so I'm not going to use that as an excuse to talk about my depression because you know you hear all the stories of you have a good kid who I believe I was and he goes off to college he does right through high school he goes off to college and he turns into a wild child and you hear those people say well he's away from his parents so it's expected you know those type of stories but I'm not going to use that as an excuse for this story today for the simple fact I really went through stuff for an example I'm not the type of guy to just be a slouch or messy. I'm very neat. I'm very, how do you say, I'm not a clean freak, but I always make sure I'm clean and neat. Even when I'm rough, you understand. I just don't like dirtiness. I'm not going to judge you if you're dirty, but I don't like dirtiness. Anywho, I used to go to class and I used to go in my damn pajamas. Mind you, I wouldn't get out of bed and go straight to class in my pajamas, no. 
I would literally wash up, but I would keep my pajamas on because I didn't feel like I had enough energy or I didn't feel in the mood to put on clothes. Another thing I always did, I ate about 12 times a day. I was, I'm about... 145, 150 soaking wet right now, 155 at most. I remember I was 200 pounds in college because I would eat so much to the point to where that's how I dealt with things. That's how I dealt with loneliness. That's how I dealt with being homesick. That's how I it was eating. Then I got into what hip-hop stars, what Lil Wayne, what Pimp C, and these are all rappers by the way, Lil Boosie, all made famous, down south made famous, which was lean, codeine and Sprite, promethazine and Sprite. And I would get on it heavy. I would get on it so heavy to where I would go to class high. Mind you, in high school, I said I'd never smoke marijuana and that's going to be another topic later on but in college that's all I ever did smoked marijuana I remember my first marijuana story and that's going to be later in that same podcast but all of this was being done in college because even if I had family even if I had friends even if I had girlfriends I was still lonely because I felt like my brother was missing out on what I was doing graduated high school with my brother he never got to see that physically graduated college without my brother he never got to see that physically I also lost a grandma on my father's side his mother through college so that added on to the depression so as my brother had been long gone I started realizing like my mood changes and I'm looking up this word mind you I don't even know I've seen it on TV at the time I've seen it on TV I've heard other people say but I really didn't know what depression was and then I started researching and that's something I always like to do I always like to go to the facts I always like to get the real go to the source and I started looking up depression and I thought, damn, I got that shit. This motherfucker got that shit. So that's where my depression came from. It came from my brother. I tried to deal with it different ways. Meditation, still smoke marijuana today. And no, I'm not saying I'm addicted to it, but it's just something I love to do. Um, Drink more than I ever have. I'm not going to say often. I'm not going to say every day, but I am going to say I drink more than I ever have. Sometimes I don't want to get out the bed. Shouts out to my daughter because she motivates me a lot through my depression, fighting depression. Um, Now, tips on how to deal with depression. First and foremost, breathe. It's not the end of of the world, excuse me. It's not the end of the world. It's not your life is over. Figure out what you live for. Don't just say you don't live for nothing. Don't just say you're worthless because you are worth something. You just have to find your worth. You have to know your worth, have to study your worth. Number two, Try meditation. Like I said, just breathe. Focus on your breathing. Take five minutes out your day, even every day, and just take five minutes in pure silence and breathe. Think positive. Pray on it. I have a motto I go by, and I go by it fully to the heart, and it's, I call it the three-point play, aka the Steph Curry. reason why I call it the three-point play is because it has three Ps in it. First P, pray on it. Always, always keep God in your life or some type of spirituality. Please, you have to be spiritual. Otherwise, what are you doing here? I truly believe atheists 
believe in something as well. You have to believe in something. You have to be spiritual about something. Number two, positivity. Now, I know that it's hard when it comes with depression, when it comes with life, but always think positive. Never think negative because if you think negative, you're not going to go anywhere in life. You're going to be stuck. You're going to be trapped. You're going to be the one complaining all the time doing nothing about it. What is that called? Insanity. Doing the same thing over and over. So think positive. Think forward always. Don't let anybody or anything get in your way. Brush it off your shoulders, breathe, stretch, shake, and let it go. You wake up every day, you should be gracious because some people don't get that chance. Like my 